listening to the local bar podcast with your host chad alexander come on in we have a lot of friends we want you to meet well hello there from beautiful downtown columbia south carolina located right in the heart of rosewood this is the local bar i am your host chad alexander and of all the places you could be You've decided to spend some time with us here today, and for that, we are incredibly grateful. How you doing? Local Bar can be found on iTunes, iHeartMedia, their apps and all their stuff. Same thing with Spotify. If you got a smart speaker at home, say, hey, Alexa. Let's just screw that up for all of y'all right now. Hey, Alexa, play Baby Shark. That, that just ruined somebody's day. Uh, you can just say, hey, Alexa, play the latest installment of the local bar podcast and she will get it going for you hope you're having a great day um i feel like i'm tripping all over my words here so far i you can tell it's been a while since i've done a show uh for those of you welding a family uh listeners who have been on my back i am sorry i'm sorry we'll get a show out soon we've been busy family went camping last week i had like three gigs in a row it's been it's been an absolutely insane time here at the at the family family compound. So uh, we we haven't been cranking out shows like we normally normally do. But this week, man, I've got, I've got a pretty good treat for you. This week, I I've I got to do something today that I I didn't think I'd uh, quite frankly I didn't think I'd ever do. Uh, it seems like uh, yeah, I put a I put a challenge out there quite some time ago. If you if you had a politician, you wanted to be on the show. I got to talk with them, and if they want to come on the show, I'm going to ask them the things I want to ask them, and uh, there's, a, there's a little bit of a vetting process. If I'm going to talk to them, before I bring them on air, I want to talk to them first personally, because if I think they're full of junk, I, I am not going to bring them on this show. Uh, actually, I've got a really, really nice guy. Will Brennan's going to be joining us here in a little bit. I uh, got a chance to talk with him in studio today. The election is tomorrow. And this guy took the time today to stop by and talk with us for a little bit. And uh, I really, really enjoyed listening to him. I hope you do, too. I hope you enjoy uh, the conversation. (laughs) I am a professional podcaster. I hope you enjoy the conversation we'll have here in just a moment. And and get as much out of it as I did. A couple things uh, just to go over. If you're in the Charleston area, November 9th. We'll be playing Don Marco, the blacksmiths. We'll be playing at uh, the Rockabilly Q at the uh, the dig stage, I believe. Twelve o'clock. Come check us out, and uh, it's a that's a great festival. If you've never been to the Rockabilly Q in Park Circle, you are missing out. It is it is a lot of fun. Great food. Uh, if you're if you're into cars, if you're into old school cars, if that's your if that's your jam. You will see some there that you will not see at other places. Um, I'm not that big of a car guy, but they they grabs my attention. Um, motorcycles too. There's a kind of an old school bike show there too. It's kind of neat. Uh, but the music is always fantastic. Some really good bands are playing. Not in the least is Don Merkel and the Blacksmiths. So come check us out. Also, I, I I'm pretty sure. Maybe a little bit more on this later. I'm pretty sure. That Duncan Sims and the Accused will be playing down at the Hunter Gatherer at Owens Field on the 29th. You know what? Before I promote that too hard, let me double check that. But um, some good shows coming around sometime soon. Hope to see you there. 
and uh been busy been on the road um playing a good bit uh so it's kind of nice to be back home in columbia playing uh over the next little bit here so uh before we go any further i, I just want to uh say I, I appreciate all of you who have uh, sent in emails asking about um our friend ace that was running the new york city marathon and, and what's what's going on with him i've actually gotten uh, a good bit of that some of you thought the race was last week uh, i don't really know but no it was yesterday uh, on sunday um we I want to thank all of you who promoted or who, who donated money uh, to Ace's run for education through music um, through our Patreon. And, and and all that money that we raised in June, July, and August did go to that. Every cent of it did. So thank you for those of you who uh, donated money. It really went to uh, to a great cause. Ace absolutely destroyed his fundraising goal and and was able to give them a lot more money than they expected for him uh, to be able to contribute. Uh, sadly though, Ace was not able to run the race. Uh, he, he got this really bad stomach bug, wasn't able to race uh, a week or two before the race. He got really sick, had to go on antibiotics. It just, his training just suddenly all of it, not that it went for naught, but it, uh, it started creeping up that it looked like, you know, the odds were against him and, and come race day, it, it just was. So, uh, I know he was brokenhearted about that. Uh, I'll give you a little bit more of an update when I when I get a chance to talk to him. Uh, but I do want to say if anything uh, outstanding came out of this and something you do need to know, uh, thank you so much for supporting uh, Ace and Education Through Music. It is a wonderful program. If you haven't heard about it, if you're new to the show, Education Through Music is a program. Uh, they have them up in the Northeast and out West. Uh, you know they they have dreams of becoming a nationwide group, but this is a this is a newer program, where this group comes into public schools and that 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 don't have a music program in them, and they it, they install a complete music program, from instrumentation to even the teachers, and so all the money goes to do that for for all these areas where they don't have the money um, to have music in their schools and for those of us that music is such an important part of our life uh, and was so when we were growing up uh, it, it means a lot to us so thank you for all of you who have donated to that if you want to check them out education through music it's a place for you to go and uh, where you can learn a little bit more about them if you're in one of those areas maybe where you can help out but we all can help out financially so thank you again to all of you who were able to do that ace really did raise a whole lot of money for them and that was that was excellent so uh, maybe maybe feel proud that the local bar group was able to contribute to some of that uh, a good bit as well. So thank you again for for all that you do. All right. So election days are coming up, and uh, tomorrow is a day that a lot of folks will go out there, and it it won't be the biggest turnout because when it's not a national election, we 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 just don't the numbers just aren't there. Um, that's something that's always bothered me because as you've heard me say on the show before, the most important thing that you can do is pay attention to those things that are within your reach and your local elections are, are where, uh, you really can make an impact. It, one of the things that I hate that I hate that I do myself is when I go into a voting booth and I don't know the names of people that are running for, even if there's no one running against them. And I know that I'm pushing that name and I know nothing about it. So let me, let me give you a, a, a disclaimer here at the top. 
some of you know that I, I've uh, Justin Robert Young, the guy that does the Politics, Politics, Politics podcast. Uh, he was on the show last year. Uh, I have some kind of connection with him. I would not say we were friends, but I, I have some connection with him. Um, I have a theory, and he and I talked about it off the air. We didn't bring it on the air because he he didn't want to get emails. He's tired of getting emails about this. I know I'm going to get emails about this too. I have no problem with people not voting. I have no problem with people not voting because they don't know anything about the candidates in front of them. I have a problem with people not taking the time to learn about their candidates. But one of the things that I think is so incredibly dangerous is when we walk into a voting booth and we press a name of someone we have no idea anything about them. I've seen their signs. I think I saw a commercial about them. I've heard their name. Oh, it looks like a it looks like a nice name. I'll vote for them. I think one of the most dangerous things we do as voters, like we do have some responsibility. We have a responsibility to vote. We do. We should have 100% voter turnout. But the uneducated vote, and what I mean by that is the uninformed. If you don't know the candidates and the differences between them, just even what the pundits are saying about them, then you are doing a disservice to your vote. Because you may absolutely not not stand anything that these people are standing for. And you go and vote for them anyway. So one of the things that I hate is going into a ballot box and when I see a name that I don't know and I have to pass over it, I think to myself, oh my God, Chet, you couldn't you couldn't do a Google search real quick? We also don't do a very good job, though, of, of, of printing out who's going to be running. The websites are kind of janky. Nobody reads the paper anymore. So it's really hard to 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 be informed without doing a little bit of work. Now, that's really just us being lazy. We need to be better about that. So um, as some of these guys have been out and about wanting to knock on doors and shake your hand and talk to you about what they've been doing, I, I've tried to over the past couple of years be a little bit more patient with that and be a little bit more open because it is my duty as – uh, a, a member of the voting public and someone who is here to help make a decision on who should represent us. Um, I've done my best to try to be a little bit more open to that. When they come up to me at the bar at the, uh, at the, <laughs> at the neighborhood gathering to not just like try to turn around, walk the other way to actually talk to them a little bit. Uh, I met Will Brennan uh, a little while back. My wife met, um, the candidates here that we're going to talk about first. And so let me explain to you why my wife uh, heads up the neighborhood watch in our area. And she's also extremely involved in uh, getting the neighborhood together. She started a play date group uh, for moms in the area to bring their kids, moms and dads to bring their kids together uh, to play at the park. Uh, She tries to get uh, a little bit of um, some, some neighborhood gatherings from every now and then. And the cool thing about my wife being so involved in the neighborhood is everybody believes that I'm that involved in the neighborhood, that I do all that work with her, and I do none of it. But because I have this show, um, it comes across as I'm I'm just as active in the community. My wife gets all the credit for all this stuff. So anyway, she met, uh, she met one of these guys. She met 
she met the gentleman that Will is running against first, and she put a sign up in the yard. So I came home, and I'm like, okay, why is that sign in the yard? Well, he came by and talked to me. Today. Okay, well, what did he say that you like? Well, there's a couple of things, but I don't really know. Well, who's he running against? Well, he's running against this Will Brennan guy. And so it just so happened that just a day or two later, we were at an event, and Will comes up and talks to us. And uh, when we pulled up to the house, I mean, I think she got right out the car and, and pulled up the sign and put it to the side. Uh, it, it was just, it was kind of nice to be able to meet Will and um, you know the questions we asked him and, and how we talked to him. It was it was for our own information, but we we really didn't we really didn't pull any punches. And I I really enjoy the way uh, Will has a certain frankness about him, um, and he's very driven, and you can tell that in the interview. But the other thing you can tell is that he is extremely motivated uh, because of where he lives. And for the people that you want representing you publicly, it's it's really nice to hear. I mean, everybody's got a sales message, sure. But when you can hear someone speak so passionately about the things that you are passionate about in your neighborhood, where you feel like the representation you've had over the past 10 to 15 years just hasn't stood for your message, it's nice and refreshing to hear that. Um, I will say uh, I've been very impressed with both of these gentlemen's campaigns. I think they've run very clean campaigns. And I'm going to tell you right now, you'll hear us talk about something in this interview. They could have gone extremely dirty with it and made it uh, something that a lot of people paid attention to. And they didn't. I don't know if they had a gentleman's agreement am amongst them. But I, I thought that was a, a really nice way to run a campaign. So for those people that say, well, I just don't like all these mudslinging campaigns, this is one you should be paying attention to. Because I think that these guys all have run a very good campaign. And they're they're all very interesting, but I will say, uh, having Will not only step up and come to the show, uh, but also really fight for the things that we we really need in this area um, is a, a breath of fresh air. And I think he's got his uh, focus in the right place. So, uh, without any further ado, here's my conversation with Will Brennan, and I'll see you right after the break. My brother, put him on a folding chair. We can talk about the good times that we had. We were there. Bring me the head of my sister. We can talk about the past. I'll impart to her some wisdom that I have while it lasts. Nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever, nothing good What will it take to make you happy? Cause I've got my mindset on a cure Cause what will it take to make you happy? Cause I've got my mindset, that's for sure Finally, the, the first person ever trying to do anything political on my show, ever. I, I threw a challenge. I don't know how long you've been listening. Years ago, I said, if you know a politician that wants to come on my show, they can come on. 
But I'm going to ask him whatever I want to. And you were the first one. You probably came on without knowing that I was that, no, I I was. that caveat. I, I remember it. I remember I said, I want to do it. Yeah. So with me this week, uh, Will Brennan, who's running for city council seat three. District three. District yes, three. Sir. There we go. Uh, election will be held tomorrow, November 5th, here in the great city of Columbia, South Carolina. Will, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. Chad, I appreciate you uh, letting me catch up with you. And we've talked about it for a long time, but. Thanks for letting me come to the wood and visit. Yeah, we've we've been talking about doing this. I'm glad. Thanks for getting it right <laughs> under the wire. And that's been my fault. It, has, it hasn't been yours. But I'm actually glad to be able to do this because, um, you know, one of the things just to just to lead off here, Will, one of the things that has always bothered me is I do believe that we we pay attention to such the to, to national campaigns or oh, when we yeah. get into politics, that's what we do. And a lot of times we miss the fact that these local uh, these local campaigns are what's more important. Absolutely. When we sit around and wonder why things aren't happening. It has nothing to do with who's in the Senate. It, it, it is what we have here in our own neighborhood. Um, so it's great to have you on. Um, tell me a little bit about your campaign, how you guys are doing. Uh, we're on the eve of it. So absolutely. how are you feeling? Well, first and foremost, thanks so much. Again, you know, you're absolutely right. Local, local, local. It affects us every day and more and more every day. Um, and thank you for, for, for all you do. You and your wife do in Rosewood. You're engaged. Um, you know, a lot of folks out there aren't engaged in their neighborhood, and that, that is something that has become very clear to me while I'm out there knocking on doors. Um, you know, from your from your ice cream socials, your world-famous <laughs> ice cream socials, to participating in the, you know, the City of Columbia Police roll calls. Um, it's great. It's great to be involved with the neighborhoods, and that that is my focus, the neighborhoods, right? So yeah. we got to have strong neighborhoods if Columbia is ever going to reach its potential. Sure. There's a ton of potential in Columbia that we've missed tons of opportunities that we our leaders haven't taken advantage of to really to really grab that wonderful potential that our beautiful city has but it all starts in the neighborhoods it all starts with the foundations of the neighborhood i'm out there knocking on doors to talk about three things the basic services right so the foundations to me are public safety infrastructure and services we got to have safe communities Mm -hmm. right we got to have access to clean water we got to have uh, roads that don't fall in, right? As you can see uh, from uh, Tr- Trenum Road over there uh, by Mays Park recently yeah. with the big, uh, the big sinkhole. Um, and then just the interaction with the city. You know, I, I saw on the, the email chain for uh, these neighborhoods that somebody just got an over $800 water bill. You know, yeah, somebody was talking about that yeah. yesterday. A couple of people were. Yeah. yeah, and then so 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 how do you how do you fix that? Yeah. You know, the customer service. You know, people pull their hair out when they think about having to talk to the city to get things fixed, to get things permitted, um, and that's got to change. That's absolutely got to change. Interaction with the city's got to be easy. And hey, how, how about enjoyable, right? Right, right. <laughs> well, you, you bring up something there that I think is 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 I think it's absolutely phenomenal that few people absolutely understand. Um, years ago, I think I was still living over on the other side in Chandon, mm-hmm. um, back when I was a little bit snootier than I am now. Uh, that's back when the, the wood that was the that was the khaki pants days. Now it's more of the jeans over here. <laughs> no, but I uh, I was over there and I had some friends that lived over this way, uh-huh. and they were on the news one night. Some of the folks that I knew from up at the Cock and Bull, and um, they they were on the news because they had been testing their water, and I had no idea how bad off the water was just in our neighborhood here. And that seems to be an issue that's constant, but I never hear anybody want to talk about that. And I think that goes along with what you're talking about with the infrastructure, as, as long with customer service. W- things like that, when you've gone out and knocked on doors and met people, 
What other issues when it comes to customer service infrastructure, anything like that in the neighborhood, have you have you learned? Was there anything out there that you really didn't know about and you had to get on this campaign before you really found out about it? Oh, yeah. So the, the, a lot of issues that open your – got to get in, out there and knock on doors to get your eyes open to, to these issues. But, I mean, honestly, man, public safety, the stories I've heard about property crimes, um, just it's unnerving. And I guess the baseline to a quality of life, and that's the only reason the city council should exist is to give us the best quality of life, is feeling safe in your home, feeling safe on your street and in your neighborhood. There's people that don't feel that the first thing they do in the morning is look out their window to make sure their car is still there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's uh, and talking to a nice um, lady a couple blocks from here. Um, property crimes all the time she's to the to the level that she's so frustrated. She's thinking about moving. Right. Really? Yeah. So that's yeah. and that's she's not the only one. I've heard that dozens of times and, and not just this neighborhood, but neighborhoods throughout District three and then also neighborhoods throughout the city. So it's overwhelming to me that why why are our city leaders not focusing on public safety? Right. Fully fund it. We have. Oh my goodness! We have over eighty openings in our police department. Over twenty. Are you serious? Yeah. Really? Yeah, and it's a budgeting uh, issue. You know, huh. what are they talking about in these uh, secret executive budget sessions, right? So, so when elected, because I, I feel good about our message and getting out there. Um, when elected, fully funding what Chief Holbrook needs to make our neighborhoods safe is a priority. Chief Holbrook is an amazing, amazing leader, amazing talent. But we got to give him what he needs. You know, we're fighting crime with one hand behind our back right now. It's one of the things I've learned from the road calls that 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 surprised me um, when the police would talk about their jurisdiction and what they would cover. Mm-hmm. And I remember the ones in our neighborhood kind of told me the, the lines they were cut, even during game day. I and mean, so we we live for those of people that don't know the University of South Carolina football stadium is a stone's throw from mm-hmm. here. Um, probably. Probably a good football throw for you. You have yeah. a pretty good size. Well, I'm at the top yeah. of the hill well, yeah. on Rosewood, and I, yeah. I can I can so you hear can it. Sail yeah. It. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so even when there's a game going on there, they're still responsible for some of that. I, I know that the city gets involved, the county gets involved, but um, I've been more surprised at the limited resources they have. I think our police uh, men and women do a, a, an excellent job. I know their leaders are doing an excellent job, oh, but when I hear their limited resources, I was floored, and I didn't know that until I got involved with what was going on in our neighborhood and. and and, and those those stories absolutely just it, it takes my breath away. I, I can't understand how we got to a point like this. Um, let me just ask this: In today's day and age, why are we still in this situation? Oh, absolutely. And it, it goes. It's it's a common sense. You know, I own a small business. I understand. The, you know, investing in the front end to to grow talent. So let's let's talk about it in those terms of our police department. We go out. We have to find uh, good recruits to come in to be police professionals, public safety professionals. That takes at least a year and a half to put them through the proper training academies. Okay. Which the whole time they're making a pretty. They're they're getting paid full full salary. Okay. Right. Um, so then they come out. They are on. They're on the beat. They're they're pr- protecting our neighborhoods, working in our communities. Um, but 60, 90, 120 days later, other municipalities from around here, other counties come knock on the door and say, we'll pay you a little bit more if you come work for us. Really? So it's a retention thing. And they're not huh. leaving for fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000 more. Right. They're leaving for like $1,500, $1,800 more. So it's, it's one of those things. Why are we not investing on the retention side? Yeah. Instead of the upfront uh, recruitment side and training side, and that's just—it's just a common sense thing to me that I just, it just baffles me why, when again when they're sitting in that executive session, why that conversation's not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, and it's it's it, it's 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 something that we got to stop. Um, and it's it's a, there's an easy solution, but you know what? Because there's so many uh, bright new faces out there running against incumbents in this go around, right? At large, yeah, uh, District Two, District Three. Now the incumbents are talking about these things. You see, two weeks ago, now they want to offer five thousand dollars to uh, to attract uh, police officers. Um, so it's good to have it's good to have competition year in and year out when these uh, elected officials are up because we can have these conversations we can get engaged right, we right. Could, and um and that's what it's all about. You mentioned your business. One of the things you're you're known for in this area, uh, the Curtis Wright Hangar. Absolutely, you guys redid that. Correct? Oh yeah, right. yeah, and that that went from being something that I don't want to call it an eyesore because it was neat to to run by it, but it was something that was dilapidated and getting worse every day. Absolutely, it is now one of the brightest spots in this. It is it is all. Almost arguably the jewel of the neighborhood where people can go and meet. Um, a lot of people have a good time there. It's a beautiful, it's great, beautiful yeah. restoration of that building. Absolutely. Um, what what kind of things do you see for this area like that? Is there anything else that you would want to see, um, not necessarily for your own business, but because you took something that was um, dilapidated and made it something that was fantastic for families in the community, what kind of things do you want to do in this area from, a, um, from the standpoint of having this seat where you can look out and maybe maybe help in some other areas. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you look at the Lower Rosewood uh, Business Corridor, South Assembly Street. I mean, there, there's, there's so much potential. Commerce Drive in the South Edisto community uh, would love to. And, and, and I guess this is the next level of the campaign okay. is economic development, right? So here you, you got to get the foundations right before you can start building and attracting job producers, well, that's fair enough. Right. Okay. So yeah. if you look at uh, the opportunities uh, in the Commerce Drive, lower South Edisto community, um, there's some light industrial that's zoned light industrial. Why are we not out there promoting that area? Right. So if, uh, but we also have to invest in that infrastructure down there. I think the, the most ironic thing about Rosewood and the city is if you ever drive on Commerce Drive, which is right there at the end of the runway at Owens Field. Yeah, the potholes are big enough to swallow your car, your car, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So the fact that it's Commerce Drive and, anyways, so so, it, but it's it, we have to be more business friendly. So I would love to see um, Rosewood, the Lower Rosewood Corridor, Millwood Corridor, Two Notch, all these all these corridors that you know used to be vibrant, bringing that back, and that starts with you know we got to do some streetscaping, right? Sure. We need to slow cars down. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. and there's ways to do that without breaking the bank. Um, it, but it's 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 you gotta you gotta get everybody on board and and and, and get people thinking that way. You had this isn't your first foray into a political campaign. You were in one uh, not long ago, absolutely. And you you I mean you barely barely came out on the losing end of that within a percentage point absolutely what have you learned since that or what did you learn from that campaign um that you're doing differently now that that is there is there anything in your focus that changed or was it just more about messaging yeah I, a little bit of everything was so I, I ran for county council district five right that's um, where the five was right there. so just okay. just the, to give you a quick tutorial and pardon me if you already know this but at the top is the county the county collects all our taxes right yeah and then they send money two-thirds of our taxes go to school districts so school district one and school district two and then the municipalities get their share uh, same focus um, at the county infrastructure um, services economic development right, um, right. It runs parallel with here at the city 
So, so in a, so that drive, that's the drive, the frustrations of the penny sales tax, uh, the mismanagement of, of, of county resources. That's what drove me uh, to get off the couch and go do something. Um, and a lot of that same, same thing applies to the city. Uh, the city people, I will tell you this, what I have learned, people pay attention more to city um, initiatives than county initiatives. Hmm. You know, thank, thank goodness Seth Rose was our county council yeah. rep and did a wonderful job yeah. and is a wonderful uh, contributor to our neighborhoods. But a lot of people, you knock on doors uh, outside of uh, District 5, they don't know the function of the county, who their county council member is. But here in the city, most people know who their city city council rep is. Sure. Um, but yeah, a lot of the same function. And, and, and you got to learn how to campaign. Right. right? And that right. was that was my biggest takeaway. Um, Allison Tracy, I, I, I look forward to working with her. We need more city county uh, cooperation. The dialogue has to happen. She's doing wonderful. She's doing big things for county council right now as our district five representative. Um, and there's other fresh faces on county council that are doing big things. So I look forward to working with them to, to really, because you got to have that, that conversation. You, and it's funny, I'm going to say this in a, in a, in a kind of a funny way, because I, I can't get it out of my head any other way. Um, and I'll explain to you why I say it this way, but you have one opponent that you're running against, um, and that's not really true because there's an incumbent, but there's two of you that are running for this seat. Correct. Um, Loveday seems like a very nice guy. I've met him before. Um, same offer to come on the show. He, he didn't. Uh, I have nothing against him. I know he comes from the education background. I don't really – education doesn't worry me, not that there's not things that need to be fixed. Obviously, our teachers, when they went on strike and looked at that, I, I believe that's more of a state and a federal level. It is. Um, I'm not worried about what we're seeing in our area. We, we have great schools around here from South Kelburn to Rose. Wood to AC Moore, Hand Drear, absolutely it's great, great schools. So nothing against him, but there's nothing that he says that really kind of that I really gravitate towards. Both of you have run very nice campaigns, though, and I, I think you both have gotten out there, worked very hard, uh, talked with a lot of people, and um, and I really like that kind uh, of campaign. I have never met the incumbent. Oh wow! I have lived in this area for 17 years and really? never met him. Wow. Um, I know, I think a lot of people, because again, like I said at the top of the interview, people pay attention to national politics. I don't think a lot of people understand that we in this area went, what, about a year without representation? Close to two. Yeah, because of a, of an issue with him. I, we're not bringing this up if you don't want to. I, you've, like I said before, you pretty clean campaign, pretty clean guy right. running on the issues. Yeah. Uh, but there was an issue with him, um, and uh, domestically it was cleared, but the governor still took him out of the office for, for two years. People getting in trouble with their personal lives or whatever they do and how it affects us is not is something that I have a hard time with. Absolutely. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I know in today's culture, I've learned from Dave Chappelle, you and I could walk right out of this this studio and we, we could be in trouble for who knows what. And who knows how the society is today. Yeah. Um, you seem like a very nice guy. I don't think we're going to have a lot of problems following you into office. But But if you don't mind me asking you about that, was there something in that of seeing these areas go without representation for about two years that really bothered you that may have lit kind of a fire and they're trying you trying to get involved a little bit more? Yeah, and I'm, I'm not going to speak to the personal sure. stuff that Councilman uh, Badera has. It's just it's a belief and in, 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 uh, I guess a path forward knowing that I can be a better representative for District 3, the proper representative for District 3, right? Somebody that works with everybody to move forward, um, innovative, brings everybody together. And that's, that's what District 3 needs. That's what District 3 deserves. Uh, we are a wonderful district of, of all types of neighborhoods. Um, 
lot of we have a lot of thought leaders, um, and we should we should uh, have representatives that that, that that represent us that way. You are you are now one of my favorite uh, political candidates I've ever interviewed or talked to in my <laughs> life because I totally gave you an opportunity to absolutely slam somebody, and you walked no, the and, absolute opposite way, and I uh, and I love that. No, yeah. I, I respect that. Well, let me ask you this. What did inspire you to get involved in public service? I tell you, 2015, that flood got me, got my family uh, pretty bad. I lived down Timberlane Drive off of South yeah, Beltline. Yeah, we were, wow. We were in the uh, the beach houses down there, the, and and just 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 we were flooded out, 16 feet of water. Our our uh, house was 12 feet off the ground and four feet in, and um, you know, so we uh, moved out and moved back about seven months later after we built back, and just just seeing the community come together but then looking and seeing well, where's everybody else where are leaders why is it taking so long to get these things done and then that opens your eyes you start learning about county government municipal government um it, and, and it just it it frustrates you um so <laughs> it, it's kind of dangerous the more you start learning the more engaged you get sure so i've always i've always been a participant in the community, a nonprofit community. I was the president of the annual mission for five plus years. We raised over a million dollars towards the free spay neuter voucher at the city shelter. Um, active uh, on the city tree and appearance commission, right? So I've always had that significant um, active role in, in being a voice in the community. Um, and so uh, just you layer that on top, the frustrations of, of trying to build back after the flood. And, and I think that's what really drew me to it. Uh, being an AC Moorhands rear crit kid growing up in Shandon, living in Lower Rosewood, now living in Hollywood, Hollywood Rose Hill, excuse me. You know, District 3 has always been home and it always will be home. So I, I look at it as a way to, to get involved, to get back to, to chasing those missed opportunities we were talking about earlier. When you go around and talk to folks, I know a lot of it is just introducing yourself, or it was probably when you first began. But as you got into conversations with people, what were their greatest concerns? What did you hear them say? Um, was is there like a, a common thread that you heard? Did it match up with what you want to bring to the area? Well, I tell you what, mistrust in government right now really is it at all levels, especially local. How do you? How do you? So let me let me pause you on that real quick. When when it comes to mistrust in government, mm -hmm. and you're going out there and you're asking people, hey, I I want you to take the time to vote for me because right. I want to go and make things better. How do you combat that from where you are? Is, is it is it mistrust as in I don't trust the the incumbents that are there, or is it people saying that I don't trust that any of you like you'll get in the office and you'll either forget about us or your message won't be there anymore? What, you'll what get gobbled you, up by the machine, right? Right, yeah. right. So mm -hmm. what what do you tell people? That no, you know, transparency to? is a must, right? And, and District Three is large enough, or I should say, small enough. Sure. I'm a District Three kid. I grew up in District Three. Everybody knows my. You know, if they don't know me, my mom was their doctor at one point. You know, my wonderful wife is at one of the elementary schools here. She's a speech pathologist. Um, our kids go to daycare right around the corner. Um, so there, there is that personal touch um, to earn trust, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then you take it to another level. I want to create this transparency platform that engages everyone. We get back, we talked about engagement. We need more engagement from everybody on every, in every neighborhood, on every road to really, uh, to get involved, to have the voice. Um, so that, that's, it, it's knowing me, it's knowing my family, and it's knowing my, my significant experience that earns trust, right? Right. Gotcha. That's a great. That's a great answer. I, you know, I I do worry about that. One of the things that, that the whole idea of getting gobbled up by the machine. Well, absolutely. Uh, people that get in. Although I have seen folks that have it. Mm -hmm. They still tend to be on the outside a little bit, but the you know the outsider group keeps 
gaining some momentum in more and more folks. And and I don't necessarily I'm not talking party wise independents or anything like that. And I, I mean, and just this the is a nonpartisan, right? Absolutely. I, I'm talking just people that are looking for um, a, a little bit more in their camp to get something done rather than just sit on things as they are. Oh, absolutely. Um, a, a couple of last things here before I let you go. You've mentioned the roads a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I got to ask you a question. Why are our roads, why have they historically been so bad in this area? Oh, just uh, it's peppered in with city roads versus county roads versus state roads. A question I, ha- I posed to our leaders, why have we not go- gone to the DOT and said, what's it going to cost for us to take over all roads in the municipality, right? Uh, what, how much can you give us to, to, to manage our own roads? What do they say? Uh, <laughs> they laugh. Okay. Right? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Well, that's nice. So that's yeah. a conversation that needs to be had. If, if we if we want to complain, we should be able to 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 do something about it. And right now, uh, the the list of, of of road repairs, as you know, the potholes, the sidewalks is so long that uh, it, it it's one again one of those things that you you pull your hair out thinking about it. Yeah, you know. All right. So we're sitting here Tuesday, November the fourth. I mean, Monday, Monday. November, Monday, November the 4th. <laughs> Sorry, Tuesday, November 5th is when you want to go. Right. Uh, those that wanted to vote for the incumbent, go vote on Tuesday, November the 4th. I mean, yeah. Monday. Uh, um, what are the next 48 hours of your life going to be like? Back to door knocking. Yeah. Where, you know, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure uh, meeting people on their doorstep. Um, people recognize me from the mail that we send out, from the commercials we have on TV. Uh, so, uh, finishing that out uh look for us uh, in front of the finley house today at 4 30 waving to cars coming through that hardened blossom vein uh into our beautiful neighborhoods we'll be out there with the kids and then um tonight we're gonna go put out signs at all the precincts and then up and at it early tomorrow i'll be at rosewood elementary in the morning greeting folks and then um uh, i take that back i'll be at sims park in the morning then rosewood in the evening okay so you know all neighborhoods are important and um I look forward to seeing everybody out there. And real quick, my number, if you're hearing this and you, have a, if you're, you haven't decided on who you're voting for, please give me a call, 803-622-2626, 803-622-2626. If you have questions, I look forward to answering them. I need to earn your vote. That's that's awesome. It's nice of you to do that. I was also going to ask, do you have a website? I do. Or anything people can go to? I do. www.votewillbrennan.com, votewillbrennan.com. And it's got a wonderful map and a neighborhood list of all the neighborhoods in District 3. It's got a little search engine. You can type in your address to see uh, who your representatives are. And it's it, it's got a lot about my platform. And, um, you know, something, you know, looking 20, 10, 20, 30 years out, I'm all in on the rivers. The rivers need okay. to be a big part of who Columbia is, kind of our backbone. Um, uh, City of Columbia ha- hasn't had that uh, cheerleader uh, that really wants to work with the, with the landowners to really make that happen. So I, I, look, I look forward to taking that on. Fantastic. Well, Will, thank you so much for being the first political candidate to ever come on the show. Uh, absolutely. You, you get extra bonus points for appreciate that. appreciate it. And uh, best of luck over the next couple of days. Yeah, uh, I feel you do really well. But uh, thank you for taking the time to talk to everybody here and, and for being a, an integral part of this neighborhood and, and helping it well, th- the way you can. And y'all keep doing what you're doing. Keep, keep being engaged and getting others engaged. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot, man.
hanging over me Three souls standing on a ridge like men thank uh will brennan for um coming on the show again today i really appreciate him taking the time out of this extremely busy day i mean the 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 polls are open here in in, in uh just a, just a few hours and he's coming on the show um it's very nice of him to be able to do that and uh to be able to sit and, and chat with him so uh, thank you again will for coming in and, and speaking uh to the group here uh, I know the show goes out all over the world, but it's still, um, you know, the bulk of it's here in the Carolinas. But I think there's something we can all learn from that. You know, I, um, I've i always had a hard time with, with politics. And, w- and one of the reasons why I, I don't like it is so many people have so many ideas. And they, they all seem to be so grandiose of what they want to do. Um, and I'm just looking for something around here. Like fixing the roads. One, it, one of the things that drives me crazy. So, so we talk all the time about how the government is going to save us. And y'all have heard me say for years about how we really need uh, to focus on what we can do within our reach. Expecting someone to come and save us from ourselves or whatever the issue is, is not the way as Americans we should act. Nor should we anywhere. In the world, but the problem is, is so much of our money, so much of our money that we make, our tax dollars goes to this upkeep and to these different areas, and we expect the government to do a good job with it and and to be able to provide these things that we're we're paying money for. And when you see it not being done, uh, it's real easy to look at the governor or your senate, and uh, quite frankly, what it is is we need people in the other lower tiers that are living in the houses around us to fight those fights for us. We we live in a representative republic. This is how we work. Um, the libertarian inside of me doesn't like it, <laughs> but it's the system that we live in. And and one of the things I'll point out to folks all the time is like we you know like we're talking we talk nationally about healthcare. We talk nationally about health care, but we talk locally about our schools. I've never been able to figure that out because you do understand that your schools are basically run by the national government. This is what happens, the problems we have. Oh, yeah, we, we, we there are things that are uh, voted on and the people that are appointed and there are decisions that are made on the state level. But when things get out of hand, we we have to strike. We've got teachers that are having to walk out because of of how ridiculous their classroom size is, because of the limited amount of resources that are there, and no one's no one's fighting for them. If there's if there's anything I will say, and I, I kind of feel the the need to say this, I, I didn't mean to say anything bad about uh, about Love Day that 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 Will's going against. Guys, a guy's been a school administrator for a while. He's a teacher. He's been an administrator for a while. He understands that. But we need it in so many other areas our roads are ridiculous why aren't we budgeting to have these things fixed and that's not just a convenience issue 
It's a safety issue. It is also something that allows for commerce to travel in, in our area. It's safety. Why are our police not getting the resources they need? Why does the fire department go underfunded every year? And when asked about it, why is there zero transparency? And people get in the office, they ask a couple of questions, and then they just start blowing it off because, well, quite frankly, we forget to keep asking. I've brought this up before. We do a very bad job of holding people accountable because we like to absolutely just forget about issues that mean a lot to us until November 5th rolls around. Until voting day. And then we all are, are all these hot button issues we're all on top of again. Let me tell you why a guy like Will Brennan makes sense to me. And I, I know it sounds like I'm stumping for this dude. Uh, and maybe I am. Uh, but let me, let me tell you why it's important to me. How are we doing on the gun control issue in our schools? We, we haven't addressed it. As a collective public, we'll bring it back up when another shooting happens. But in all this time, while we're still, quote unquote, debating it, there are no metal detectors up in our schools. There have been no bills passed. Nothing. How, the, 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 the crisis on the border, kids in cages. How, how are we doing on that? Look at you. Half of you in your car just realized that no one's brought that up in two months. The machine knows you'll forget. We'll sit out there and we'll hit a pothole on our street, and that's when we'll think about why won't somebody do something with these roads? Or see another factory closed down or another area that was once buzz, a bustling business center slowly close its doors one institution at a time, and, and then we'll turn around and we'll say, whatever happened to that area of town? What's great is when you have folks like Will that are inspired to fight that fight every day because we're too busy or our attention spans are just too short in this day and age to go and fight those fights like we need to. The representative republic means we need to put people in the position to fight for those things that we find important to us. And that's what I like about Will. And that's why I want to find more folks like him. And as a matter of fact, I don't think Loveday's a bad guy, and he's probably great for the position as well. But the thing I really like about Will is that he didn't sit here and say he had these grandiose ideas, these pie-in-the-sky ideas. Oh, he may have a vision of where he wants the state to go. And maybe he wants to be governor one day. Who knows? Maybe he wants a house seat. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the, the guy wants as far as what those dreams are because, quite frankly, he didn't even hint about them. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to politicians, and, and they've talked about it like they're trying to build their resume to get somewhere, right? And Will, even when I kind of prodded him to talk about a couple of other things, it's about this stuff first, man. It's about the foundation of what we need first. 
That's something that as communities, I think we need to make sure we're doing. Hell, that's something that we as families need to make sure that we're doing. Where, where are we in the foundation of things? Yes, we want this for our kids. Yes, we want them going to these colleges. Yes, we want all this, this wealth and happiness and all that. But where are we on the foundations of what we believe in? Are we having dinner together at night as a family? We're busy. We're crazy. In the middle of being crazy and busy and we're in the car together, are we on iPads and iPhones? Or are we talking to each other? Are we keeping our eye and fighting every single day for the things that build our foundation? Will could have gone anywhere with that interview. What impressed me the most, yes, I had the same beliefs in, as he does. I, I think I live in, a, for those of you that don't live here, this is a very interesting area that has gone through some revitalization over the past 20 years. But Columbia needs a lot of help. Greenville leapfrogged us when the county council and the state uh, and the city did not, um, uh, there's no reason to get into that that story. They they didn't they didn't take the opportunity that that was there in front of them to really do something fantastic with our area, and they basically laughed at this group and said, "Okay, well we can just do it better by ourselves." Thank you very much. And this group went on and they revitalized Greenville to an in, in, incredible area. It makes me so dang mad. <laughs> I mean, I love Greenville, living in TR all those years. It's great to go up there and see all that, but man, when when I look at a city like Columbia and I know what we can be, it, it it's kind of it's disheartening. But not when you meet guys like Will. But he understands the things that have to be done first, and and that's what impresses me so much about him. I think that's something that we all need to understand. I say that about the school shootings and the kids in cages down at the Mexican border, but but don't get me wrong. I understand. I understand why we don't. If it's not something that directly affects us in a way, it's really hard for us to spearhead that campaign because so many of us are fighting for other things every single day. My wife is constantly fighting for their foster care system. Uh, they they had a really big win this past week, and I'm so proud of what she and the, and the people that work in her group do. Um, but they, they she fights for 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 the kids and for the families and trying to make that system better every week in whichever way that she can. And that's that's so important to her, and I appreciate that. How in the world am I going to get her to get involved with fighting for uh, the water here in our area? Now, knowing Maria, she'll damn well try to get on some board somewhere and do it. But but you you eventually run out of, of things that you can spearhead. So I get that. So that's why we have to have leaders that can focus on that. They can just look at that and say, yes, I want all these things for our our our." our state and our city and our neighborhoods, but this is where we need to focus first. You feel like your life's out of control? Do you feel like your life isn't really hitting exactly where it it needs to? Do you feel like all the cylinders aren't pumping the way that they should? Maybe you've lost touch with your foundation. Maybe you need to find a partner or someone in your life, whether it's a friend or a spouse, that can share some of the burden with you. Maybe you need to sit back and focus a little bit on what your foundation really is about and make sure that all of that is stabilized. And if if you have believed it is in the past, maybe go back and do a check just to make sure all the pieces are in place. These are the kind of things that we have to do, not only in our government, but in our communities, in our families, in our relationships, in our friendships. 
in a world that is so divided, and I, I feel like I say that every damn week these days, but in a world that is so divided, I think we just lose sight sometimes on what is really important, and our foundations crumble to the point that now they're in desperate need of repair, and we suddenly can't seem to find the time. I don't, I don't know if I think like like seventy five to eighty percent of you don't live in in the area where you could vote for a guy like Will Britton. So that's not why I brought him on the show. It's because I think he he brings up an interesting message. That's what you want out of a politician, isn't it? That's what you want out of a local leader, right? Maybe that's what your life is asking for out of you as well. Where are you on the things you could focus on? Where are you on the foundational issues of your life? So tomorrow, if you're in the Columbia, South Carolina area, I'd ask that you go vote, but I ask that you make sure that you take a look at the candidates, that you inform yourself somewhat on them. If you get a chance, take a look at this Will Brennan guy. I think he's worth looking into. And I would, I would definitely recommend paying attention to him and his race because I think it's important, not just because it helps out the neighborhood that I live in and the surrounding neighborhoods, but because we need more people like him. And then I want you to look at where you are in your life and what areas need some attention, what areas of your life need a champion, and make sure, make sure that that foundation is solid. Because if it's not, then all the rest of it doesn't matter. Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab, but if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week. Yes, we will see you next week. The interviews are actually already lined up, so they're ready to go. Can't wait to talk to some of these folks we're going to be talking to over the next couple of days. Uh, November 9th, Park Circle, Charleston, South Carolina, the Rockabilly Q, 12 o'clock. Check us out. Until then, take care. This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com.